0: The Believe Podcast Network presents The FCS Football Podcast With Joe DeLeon Well, let's get fat And Sean Anderson I am a sooth sooth
1: Welcome back to the next episode of the Believe in FCS Football Podcast I am Joe DeLeon, joined by my good friend and former teammate, Mr. Sean Anderson, two former University of Rhode Island football players, giving you the latest on everything you need to know about FCS football. This week, we have a a, a small glimpse of games that we're going to recap, two tight ones that we want to discuss, especially the game between Troy and Eastern Kentucky. That thing came down to the wire. And almost had our first upset of the FCS this year. Sean, I feel like every single week we keep saying we almost had the upset.
0: We're, we were so... It's, this
1: was the closest I think we
0: were. It's an itch on the back that eventually will get scratched. Currently, it hasn't happened yet. It's just still there and it's sitting. But now, I, I we just need to keep on chipping away. Chip, chip, chip away. That's what we got to keep doing.
1: And... EKU completely fumbled the bag. We're, we're gonna get to that in a, in a second. But Sean, do you do you have a message for our our, uh, our listeners from our sponsor?
0: I do. The NFL season is in full swing, as well as college football. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. If you want to be up big like I am, or down terribly like Joe DeLeon is, uh, from game spreads to totals to team and player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. Maybe Joe needs to use that win back some money. So head to bet, betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
1: Thank you for that wonderful message there, Sean. So the first game that we need to discuss here, the Jacksonville State North Alabama contest, 24-17 to to in favor of Jacksonville State. This was an interesting one because I think the both of us expected Jacksonville State to pretty handedly beat UNA, a a team that played pretty tight with Florida State for a few quarters. But UNA actually led for a, a decent chunk of this game and ended up coming down to uh, a strong second half by Zarek Cooper in the Jacksonville State offense to put themselves up by a score in a, a failed attempt to to desperately come back in the game on, on UNA's final drive.
0: Yeah, it was, a, uh, it was definitely a tight one. And you already said it was tighter than both of us expected it to, I think, with our picks uh, from last week. We thought Jacksonville State was going to run away with it. They didn't. Uh, but from this game, I definitely liked – I got a good – glimpse of what Zarek Cooper was made of. I was able to focus in on him as a quarterback, I felt like. I i don't know why. Maybe it was just I just decided that's who I was going to eye in on. But he impressed me. He impressed me a lot. His throwing mechanics impressed me. His composure really uh, impressed me. It was, a, um, it was a good outing for him, I thought. I thought that he just looked like he was in control. And in this game, in tight games, it's going to come down to who's taking the snap for you. And in Jacksonville State, North Alabama, Northern Alabama, Zarek Cooper was the better – quarterback and that's why I believe they truly won the game is because you have to have that good quarterback back there it's the most important position in sports and Cooper deservedly so is one of the best quarterbacks in the FCS right now if we had a
1: full FCS season I wonder how our perception of Cooper might be if we can have a, a real quarterback debate but sadly we can't really do that like you said though Sean Cooper is a big reason why this Gamecock team is so competitive why they might not be 100% clean in all aspects of their game. Cooper always finds a way to keep them within it and also push them ahead uh, in very crucial parts of the game. So that that continues to be something that gives any FCS team an edge. If you have the better quarterback, you're going to have that additional edge even if you might have some mismatches in various parts uh, of your game.
0: If I could say one about Northern Alabama, why I thought they did keep it so close and tight uh, their defense was swarming really well. Uh, both defenses were, but Northern Alabama looked like they had that intent. That's a really well-coached team if you can get these defensive players to really go after the ball as an entire unit. They looked fast. They were flying around. Uh, it, I think that might be the, the real reason as to why it was so close. I think their defense really applied a lot of pressure early on in the game. Now
1: this Troy-EKU game, Troy ends up winning 31-29, to, to 29, and just based on the score – you might assume that this was a a comeback attempt by EKU that came up just a hair short, something along those lines. But I can tell you it is a lot more up and down and all over the place uh, than it might indicate. So this game was back and forth throughout the entirety. And uh, the real turning point for EKU, when they were down and they needed a score, when it was 20-28 to in favor of Troy, Elijah Taylor, one of their defensive linemen, Picks off Troy's quarterback uh, Watson, I believe is his name, Sean. That play, and we both said it when we were watching the 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 the, um, the game tape. We both said, "Oh my god, big man interception!"
0: It's so much fun. It's what college, it's just what foot. It's just the little things in sports. It getting seeing a a big man catch a touchdown or or get an interception is awesome. I mean, whenever Brandon Giannetti was returning a fumble, it was awesome because he was a big, hunkering uh, defensive tackle. So you just root for seeing these guys get their opportunity, and Taylor, the biggest opportunity in the game, he, he made it happen. It was a great play.
1: So after that interception, there is an eventual point where EKU is trying to string together a drive. They are stalled, and it is fourth and nine. Dixon then comes up with a long catch, a play where... I watched the ball I watched the ball in the air and I was thinking to myself, why the hell are you throwing the ball that far down the field towards the sideline into a contested spot when all you need is nine yards? I thought that was gonna be the end of the game. Instead, however, Dixon comes up with the ball. That was another turning point. It seems like these two plays. Uh, together were just huge momentum shifters to put EKU in a good spot eventually they do score 29 to 28 but that missed two-point conversion I think ends up being a a dagger for them where they they are only up by one point and instead not up
0: by three it's not over till that big girl from Decatur sings Joe but what (laughs) EKU (laughs) EKU should have won it's a it's a Never mind. I knew it was going to go over your head. The Kennesaw boys might get that. I know they will if they've listened to any outcast. Uh, For EKU, a couple thoughts of mine. Early in the game, don't get stopped on third and two in the red zone. I actually am a person who does not despise uh, the quick screen calls in short yardage situations. Uh, Third and two on the three yard line, we're kind of pushing it a bit. You don't have Tavon Austin out there catching the ball. Good receivers, but not uh, not, uh, Percy Harvin. I mean, same thing, just same play style. God, uh, run a slant, run, run, inside run, a pitch, something else. That, that's that's points on the board where you could get six instead of three. Uh, early interception by EKU. I loved how they were celebrating with each other. I liked how this EKU team was playing in general. They were playing high intensity, high energy, high stakes game. Obviously, if you're showing up against an FBS team and you're, you're giving them the business uh, as they were, then get, you're going to get naturally excited. But they were really just look like they're having fun out there. And that's a team that I could root for. Uh, I really like their demeanor during the game. Just, you need to close it out. Close it out! Yeah. The, the, There's the, some the, overmod for the, you. The big issue
1: here in this game is they go up 29 28. And I'm thinking to myself, where do they go wrong? What happens, what happens? in less than a minute that changes the outcome of this game well the next play after the two-point conversion is what i honestly think completely screws them troy ends up picking up a huge kickoff return because for whatever reason eku was too high on themselves after mounting this comeback that they weren't focused on making a tackle on kickoff so troy then starts the ball on the 40-yard line you can't do that Then not to mention, all it takes them is really two plays to put them in field goal range. The one thing for me, Sean, that I I was questioning was why was EKU in such deep coverage? Troy did not need to score a touchdown. They needed 25 yards. There was way too much of a cushion for me. And that, w- that was where both of the passes were completed. was across the middle of the field and in between the cushion where their deep safeties were playing and where their defensive linemen were uh, along the line of scrimmage. That, I think, was also what killed them besides the kickoff.
0: I'll tell you what. You know, it, it doesn't make sense for, for EKU to be in such a, a coverage where you're trying to protect out-of-bounds plays because Troy still had two timeouts. They're obviously not worried about uh, getting out of bounds. You know, clock preserve situation, I get it. But you need to cover the middle of the field because they have two timeouts. Play a regular defense. If they get out of bounds, they get out of bounds. But uh, stopping the clock for them was not issue number one. It was getting yardage. That was their big uh, need in that situation. You need to be able to analyze that. You need to be able to think, okay, obviously it's a little amount of time left but they can also stop the clock on their own if they need to. You need to be able to play a regular defense that, that can protect the middle uh, because that's where they're going to be going. If they know, I, it, if you have a timeout in, in a situation like that where you're backed up and you need to get down and get a field goal or a touchdown, cover the middle because that's where they're going to attack and they're going to get a huge chunk play. It happened with us versus, um, was it Delaware? I think so. Where they just went up the middle. It might have been, I don't know. Oh, no.
1: uh, Stony Brook.
0: Towson. Okay. Not even close. (laughs) Remember Towson freshman year? I think even senior year. I don't know. Might have been. Stony Brook, too. It's just, we saw it personally that if you can stop the clock on your own, you're going to be able to get all the yards that you need. So stop them from getting the yards. It, it's frustrating it, it was literally
1: yeah it should have been a win it was literally the worst possible things that you could do in that remaining minute you fail the two co- two point conversion which isn't a huge deal you mess up on kickoff by not playing disciplined special teams and then you botch two defensive play all you needed to stop was a stop on one of them or a tackle uh after a small gain on one of them and that would have slowed them down significantly. Instead, they gave up two chunk plays to put them in field goal range. So so literally a, a absolute nightmare for an EKU team that thought they upset Troy. We're still away from getting that upset. We, we are not in realm yet of getting an FCS team to beat an FBS team. Hopefully that changes this week. Sean, so our fat stats this week, we've got two receivers. I'm going to take our first guy. Why don't you share our second one? First, Keelan Dixon from EKU. Eight receptions, 196 yards, two touchdowns. A huge reason why they were able to stay so close the entirety of this game.
0: My fast stat, I mean, I like that we have two fat receivers up here. That that makes me happy. (laughs) Mine is FSU wide receiver uh, Xavier Gibson. Five catches. Eh, You know, might not be thinking that's so fat. 177 yards and two touchdowns. Get fat on them. Maybe that should be the slug line for fat stats. Get fat on. Them. Get fat
1: on them. We should make t-shirts. Is, is the reason
0: why I love that is a t-shirt. Is the reason
1: why you uh, <laughs> like that the fat receivers is because it's like the one position on the field where they're always so skinny. Is that why?
0: Yeah, kind of. You just don't see fat receivers. No. And as somebody who's played a lot of backyard football as I have, and with my hands. I've always been the fat receiver. No, you were a I'm tight great. end.
1: I was going to say a fat receiver uh, is a I tight go end.
0: Deep, I go deep on them, brother. But yes, I, I would love nothing more if we could actually make T-shirts and sell them. I don't think I don't think would,
1: anyone's buying those. I would
0: adore the idea of seeing people in the in the stands at FCS games wearing uh, "Get Fat on Them" get in a big on print on a T-shirt. <laughs> that would. Can we do that, honest to God? Yeah, you wanna get fat on them happen. Do you want to fund the uh, maybe? I don't know. I we got uh, you're all worked I, I up. Just over there. I just know I am worked up. I'm excited. Sean, let's
1: let's get to FC estimates before you get all all steamed up over there in in Virginia. I'm gonna say this already. There was no change this past week. Let's just run through the games quickly. Jacksonville State, North Alabama. We both had that one correct as Jacksonville State won. Neither of us were close in terms of score. EKU Troy, I believe I was almost within range. I just barely missed this one. If I was just a few points up on uh, the uh, the EKU total, I would have gotten the extra point, but we only get one for that one. Then Angelo State SFU, we both got that one correct, but not on the score. Uh, WAMU ACU did not play because of a postponement. And then UCA, Missouri State, we both got that one and the score within 10 points. So we now sit at 29-30, to still in favor of Sean. Nothing to really applaud. It is a close one. We are still within one point. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Sure, whatever you say, bud. (laughs) Wrapping us up, Sean, this week, we have... Six games. Hopefully, no more postponements. We have a ton of FCS FCS games. We only have two games. Oh no, sorry, we have three games that are FCS FBS. But I think this is the week that we have the most FCS FCS games so far. Southeast Missouri playing uh, Southern Illinois, the alma mater, the alma mater of Jeremy Chin. Who do you have in
0: this one? First of all, how good is Chin playing so far oh, here?
1: The, Jeremy Chin is, is an anomaly right now because if you look at what people are saying on Twitter, you've got guys like Daniel Jeremiah and the people that watch the tape that are like, Jeremy Chin's fantastic. He's making plays. He's tackling. He is all over the place, and he's playing like an outside linebacker, and they're using him a little bit like a safety. But all the analytics people hate him. He is like graded as one of the worst defensive backs or whatever position he's listed at for some reason. I I don't understand it. I don't know where he is and I I don't think there's any middle ground. It's either he's horrible or he's fantastic. And I'm going to trust the guys that watch the film and not the, the, uh,
0: the, the data analytics nerds. I completely agree. I, what the data and those people don't get it. We get it. We're smart. Chin is awesome, man. He is awesome.
1: So what's your, what's your game pick after that, uh, bashing of pff
0: <laughs> i'm <laughs> taking uh southern illinois by score of 21 to 17
1: yeah i'm gonna go with that too. 28, 23 is my score jacksonville state uh florida international
0: i am going to take my own original score because no, i'm nope, saying it first nope nope of a score n- of fiu by a score of 27 to 20 nope. i said this score first therefore it is my score
1: first of all screw you uh i had this written down first Oh, whoa, Wait. that's harsh. Both 27 to 20. Uh, you're a clown. You can't come up with your own score, so you stole mine. You even told me, I like your score, so I'm going to take it.
0: Um, uh, that seems like you're embellishing a bit. Sean,
1: no, you did. That Those were your exact words, and you know that for a fact. You're effect.
0: both embellishing, and you're projecting because you're losing to
1: Mercer me. Mercer by one game. <laughs> Mercer Army. What is your score?
0: Uh, <laughs> Army by a score of 24 to nothing.
1: Oh, wow, you're not giving Mercer any edge there. All right, I'm going go to go 16-3. Oh, wow, you're only giving Mercer a three-point edge there? Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Stink. Oh, man, Aveline Christian, Stephen F. Austin.
0: I'm going with Stephen F. Austin by a score of 30-20. to 20.
1: I think what you do is you look at my score and you're like, all right, I'm just going to change it just a little bit so he doesn't think I'm copying him. Uh, my score prediction is you're losing thirty to twenty eight.
0: Wait, wait! You correct the, your scores after I put mine the in. The only reason why I'm
1: I've losing, seen you do the that. The only reason why I'm losing is because I predicted a bunch of stupid upsets at the beginning of the year and they didn't pan out. I'm so sure. I got aggressive. I'm so sure. Says the guy who 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 turned heel on his Arkansas State. Uh. Uh, Central Arkansas pick. So I don't want to hear it. So you you, you gave your score for Stephen F. Austin ACU. I said uh, 30 to 28. UCA, EKU, what is your score prediction?
0: I wanted to pick EKU in this game. I did. But I know how fickle uh, debilitating losses can make a team. If EKU, uh, don't be surprised if EKU wins because they might be a team that's mentally tough enough to rally back. But it's already such a hard season. A crushing loss like that it's just very hard to come back from that. Uh, I'm going with UCA by a score of 31 to 21.
1: I am going to roll with UCA uh, 20, sorry 33 to 24. I- I'm in the same boat as you. I don't want to roll against who has been the hottest team in this quasi fall season, this non-existent fall season. I like that term. I don't even know what to call it. The, it's the season that never existed. I think that that's what it should be written as in the history books because it meant it. It, it led towards nothing. The results don't aren't played for a championship. They're just being played. Um, yeah, UCA though still hot. EKU might have shown some good things against Troy, but I'm never not going to pick against UCA except for the one time they played uh, North Dakota State last game here. Sean Chattanooga Western Kentucky. Where do you... Oh, wow. Where do you stand on this one? I'm taking the chat.
0: My score of 35 to 30.
1: Going with the FBS upset. Let's see if that pans out for you, big dog. Western Kentucky for me, 28 to 20. I think that's going to be how I come back. I think this is is what I needed. This is all I needed was for you to make a silly mistake. Even though we've seen... Don't let me hit this upset. Don't let me hit it. Even though we have seen some bad mistakes... And bad games by Western Kentucky against FCS teams. I just don't think Chattanooga is going to be the team to upset them.
0: Look, homie, all right? I, I, don't call me Let homie. me do me. Okay. I know
1: I'm, not your I'm homie. winning for a reason.
0: <laughs> What'd you say? I said, I'm not your homie. You don't know me. <laughs> it, look, I'm winning for a reason. I make my plays. You're, you're winning. Uh, I this isn't, analyze. This
1: isn't our risk. betting segment on Get to the Point, where I am down $1,000. This is a one-point differential. This is game picks. I know my FCS teams. I don't know if you do. So we'll see who ends up finishing. I, I think this is going to be my, my edge. I'm going to tie it up this week.
0: Sometimes the directions change, uh, confuse me a bit.
1: Okay. Okay. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're referencing the fact that sometimes you have to ask me, is this an FCS team?
0: The directional schools uh, across sometimes the northwests, the southeast's, all of it uh, can, can tri- trip me up a little bit.
1: I, I think so. if you pitched to like a random football fan that didn't know the FCS, if you just listed a bunch of schools that were FCS schools, I think they would easily pick West Texas A&M to be an FCS school just based on all the schools that have these weird directional names to them. Uh, so just- I could very well see that.
0: Oh, boy. Do you, okay. do you
1: have any closing thoughts before I, I close this out here, big guy? I don't think
0: I do. I'm, I'm, uh, I am I'm, got nothing.
1: All right. Well, um, <laughs> that is going to be it from us here.
0: Left it all out on the field is what I wanted to say.
1: Sure. Uh, from the FCS Football Podcast, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Jody Leone and at Sanderson Radio. Also follow Believe Podcast at BLEAV Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Also head to their website, Believe.com, to find our show as well as hundreds of other amazing shows tune in i do have one thing go ahead thanks for interrupting we got got no square
0: knots no square knots
1: yeah because nobody knows what they are or they just don't care
0: it's one or the other bunch of losers listening to this show can't even tie a square knot
1: probably both all right thanks folks see you next week